I'm Nate. And I'm Andrew. And welcome to our show, Two Beards, Please. We are two Wisconsin guys with houses full of women. Which sounded a lot better when we were in our 20s. We're both married with two daughters each, and we will be getting together monthly to talk about life, tell stories, and try to make each other laugh. And hopefully, you too. Hello, and welcome to episode two. This month, in honor of both of our daughters taking driver's ed at their high school this winter, we are going to be talking about cars, how we learned to drive, and other fun stories that will explain some of the apprehension that we both have going into this new phase of our lives. Right. Now, with Natalie, I taught her how to drive this last summer. Yeah, you so we were at the farm, right? We were yeah. down at the farm at some of our friends' farms. Yeah. They've got this third-mile-long driveway, yeah. and it's pretty straight for a good section of mm-hmm. it. I took her out in my Explorer, kind of gave her, gave her the safety briefing, told sure. her where everything was. We drove up and down the driveway yeah. a bunch of times, turned around at each end. Fortunately, there was good spots we sure. could turn around without going out onto <laughs> city streets city and streets, right. getting busted by the cops. <laughs> right. Well, that's always a preferred. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I learned how to drive. Mm-hmm. On the farm with the tractor, my stepdad had a farm and- sure. He had a 68 Dodge Polara that rear-wheel drive was awesome, awesome car. My stepbrother and I just beat the hell out of that. There's one time where we had the Dodge Polara and we had my dog, Lucky, who was in the back seat, along with like a flat of seeds or something, something soil or carrots or something (laughs) that was in the back shelf of the back window. So we're driving around in my, it's actually my stepbrother. He's gunning it and we're doing donuts and fishtails and the dog is literally flying around in the backseat back and forth. We're going to get some comments. This is before like the whole dog snapped into the seatbelt harness thing, right? Yeah. It seemed like she was having fun. She was a crazy dog to begin with. Carrots flying all over the place. I'm sliding. Nobody's wearing, we're not wearing seatbelts. No. We're on, you know, on the farm in a 68 Polara. Right. right. They have no seatbelts. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I learned how to drive on the city streets when I was like 12. My grandfather <laughs> would, we'd get in his Buick. He always had a Buick. We'd get in the Buick and we'd go somewhere. I air quotes. Those of you that are not watching, air quotes, somewhere. <laughs> he'd tell my grandma, hey, Andrew and I are going to go somewhere. And we, he'd drive somewhere and then he'd get out and be like, hey, drive me home. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. So I'd drive him home at like 12, you know, on the was this because he was not able to drive? No, no, home? he no. This was his way of teaching me how to drive. Oh, so, got it. No, he wasn't. Yeah. So the somewhere wasn't a local. No, it wasn't a local like adult watering beverages. hole. No, no. Got it. No, he was consciously trying to teach me how to drive, and of course, I would never, never do that with Emma now. But you know, when I was twelve, that seemed like the best thing in the world. Well, yeah, when you're a right? twelve-year-old could, boy, yeah, you could drive my grandpa around in his big old Buick. It was awesome. So who, which of you, you or Lynn, is teaching Natalie how to drive? Oh, it's clearly going to be me. <laughs> I had the same reaction. We're gonna, I'm going to teach her how to drive, and then we'll just let her mom enjoy the fact that she drives. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is Lynn a good driver? She is. She's, she's not. A pretty, she, she's a pretty good driver, yeah. and she's a teacher, so she sure. could do it. However, I have actually taught people to drive before. She is not. Even though I've got a hair-trigger temper, <laughs> I, I Hold it together yeah, in sure. the vehicle fairly well. Sure, because you have to. So, yeah. Your life depends on it. Right. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I think Marsha's a good driver. I mean, she has more points on her license at a, on a regular basis than I do. There's <laughs> been in less incidents with the car than I have. Well, clearly. Yeah, uh, on my side, most too. Most humans have. For her, it's more just of a nervous thing. I think she get, would get too nervous to yeah. to be able to like objectively try to teach her how to be observant and that kind of stuff. Right. You know, Marsha and I have talked about it. I think I'll be the designated teacher. Well, I think to that point, some of those skills need to be taught before they even get yep. in the car. And that's something that i've been working with her on forever is situational awareness being observant of what's going on around you yeah Um, i think so too i mean we you know emma and i have talked a lot about like you said situational awareness so even now when i'm driving ever since she's been able to sit in the front seat whatever age or what it was we've talked about like hey even though you're not driving you need to not have your headphones in and not be looking at your phone all the time you need to be kind of aware of what's around you because for me the the easiest thing to teach is the rules of the road or like you don't go above the speed limit or gas like, means go break right, means right, stop. Break means stop once you get beyond all that like it's all driving is all situational awareness we talk and reaction about, reacting right. to things yeah. and so we talk about it a lot when things even happen you know when now that roundabouts are this huge thing right kind of popped up everywhere which right? i love by the way right because you don't have to stop and it's, it's roundabouts are great for aggressive or assertive drivers of which i am one <laughs> Well, I wasn't know if we was going to go there, but we talk about being aware of, even if it's your turn to go, be aware of who's coming from your left. If yeah. they're not going to stop, yep. even though they're supposed to, you should just maybe stop, yeah. right? I think that's where I'm the most nervous. I mean, I love Emma, but, you know, sometimes she's a teenager, so sometimes she can be a space cadet. And so you're just kind of like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have that issue with Natalie as well. She's very smart. Your daughter's very smart right. as well. Yep. And we've known each other's kids since the day they were right. born, Absolutely. pretty much. Yep. I remember you brought me hamburgers yeah. in the hospital because I was starving to death. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Having intelligence doesn't always equate to right. common sense and situational right. awareness. And that's something that I'm really trying to drive with both yep. girls, actually, yep. uh, since day one. So. So moving on. The last issue, which will segue us into the next segment, all, right. all of the stupid stuff I did oh, as a young driver. I did so much epic stuff. I think I was a senior in high school. I was either junior or senior, and I had borrowed my dad's car. Mm-hmm. My parents were divorced, so my dad lived about 10 miles away from where I lived with my mom okay. in high school. So I borrowed his car. It was a 1990 Cutlass Supreme. Ooh loaded yeah. really nice sure. l- whole luxury package it had a digital speedometer <laughs> which Whoa. is kind of where this story is going right. and i think the statute of limitations is kind of ended <laughs> on this so i can tell this story i don't know if my dad's listening or not if he is i'm probably gonna die <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Dad. so i borrowed his car to take a date to homecoming sure most of the roads up to his house were country roads and I grew up in a farming part of the state so all of the country roads were straight yeah it's just like a big pet like right it's like a big grid yep. I decided hey let's see how fast this cutlass supreme can go I've got a digital speedometer let's get it on one of these back roads let's see how fast and it put goes. the pedal through the floor right. and see how fast it when I stopped I still had pedal left I ran out of road before I ran out of pedal yeah. oh yeah I've been there 146 oh, miles an hour. Wow. And again, this could be a glitch in that speedometer. There's probably going to be some car guys that are going to say, oh, the top speed of the 1990 <laughs> Cutlass Supreme was 127. You know, so whatever. I know what the digital display said. I know what... It wasn't the engine temp. No. <laughs> and I've driven well over 100 miles sure. an hour before in my Mustang. Sure. On tracks. <laughs> And in Europe. <laughs> yeah. When I took it to the Autobahn. When I took it to the Autobahn, yeah. 
so I know what it feels like. And right. it was, Fast. I was flying. I was a 17 year old, stupid. Looking back on it now, just stupid. Right. Just stupid. Right. We're in country roads. A deer could have jumped out in front another of me. Car another been, car could have. tractor could have been just over there. Exactly. Yeah. Those lanes were not. <laughs> right. Again, not a lot of hills. You evasive action. No, no, exactly. <laughs> That's a something yeah. jumps out, I'm dying right, right. moment. It's stupid stories like that. So, yeah, and have, I'm sure you've got I some have, too. Um, so, speaking of speedometers, my first car was the Escort L for luxury, I think. Ooh. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> On an Escort, yeah. yeah an Escort uh-huh. L for luxury. I mean, it wasn't a digital speedometer. It was an, you know, a, a I think regular. it stood for 50, which was the horsepower that <laughs> yeah, those things had. Yeah, right. The speedometer only went to 85. Back then, speedometers, like now they go to like 100. You'll never get a speedometer to the max of what it is. Right. The car won't. Unless you've got a Bugatti or something right, like that. Right. Look, the speedometer went to 85 and it was i don't know like let's say four o'clock or five o'clock yeah. so it wasn't all the way down it was kind of to the right at 85 and yep. so the speedometer dial wouldn't stop at 85 right you could roll it over you could roll it we used to call it going vertical <laughs> so if we got the needle to point straight down we called we went vertical we call that burying the speedometer yeah, yeah. we called it vertical because yep. the speedometer was like vertical right yeah and so we used to try to do that as much as possible yeah we did that in my Chevette too. Right. Well, the Chevette's Similar really concept. a sports car because it's rear wheel drive. We <laughs> talked about this. So we would go vertical in the L, in the Escort L. My dad had a Dodge Caravan, like an 82 Dodge bread The box. boxy one? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we'd go vertical in that a lot, which was awesome. Yeah. Who knows how fast That reminded we were me of another story. Fastest I've ever ridden in a car. And again, this was another stupid moment. Mm-hmm. I had a friend in high school. He was a senior. I was a freshman. When he turned 18, he inherited a bunch of money that had come from when his father had passed when he was okay. younger, sure. much younger. He decided to do what any 18-year-old boy would do, and he bought a Corvette. Well, sure. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he bought a Corvette. I got a ride in it one day. We went... 152 miles an hour in that Corvette. We made it from Plainfield to Stevens Point, which is normally about a 25 to 30 minute ride Mm -hmm. going the speed limit. Mm -hmm. We made it in, I think, 17 minutes or something like that. It was... Yeah, it yeah. was it was nuts, and again, stupid, stupid, stupid. Well, we done so many stupid things. I mean, I can't. There's so many stories. I could fill a notebook. Have you ever tried to I, jump your car? Yes. So that's so the L. <laughs> the L was really good at jumping. There was a street in Janesville where I grew up where the cross streets domed a little bit, yep. right? So the middle, the, the water runs. Crested, yeah. yeah. Yep. If you get to the curbside of the cross street, you would hit that crest just right or you could pull the car off the ground, yep. right? So you would jump every block. You could jump the car if you got going fast enough. So we used to do that a lot. We had a country road that crossed a train track out oh, in the middle of yeah. nowhere. So it was an uphill, not a super big incline, but enough where the top of the train track was. If you were doing a good rate of speed, (laughs) you could get some air. You get vertical. (laughs) So what I did, I decided it would be a great idea. And this was during football camp, I think. So I I know I had my helmet and stuff with me. safety first. Safety first. So I was (laughs) out there. I had my helmet on in this stupid little Chevette. So Um, here I am, 6'3", 270 pounds with a football helmet. (laughs) 
in the stupid stick shift of Chevette, I don't know how fast I was going. I was going fast enough to, uh, so I also had, I was smart. I put the mouth guard in because I knew if I was going to hit, that was going to be my biggest problem was a concussion from my teeth clamping sure. together. Right. I did get air. I don't know how much. I was going for like the Dukes of Hazard over a well, bridge yeah. type air. Yeah. I clearly didn't get that much. But uh, in your, in your in imagination, my mind, you did. Oh, yeah, oh man, it yeah. was epic. I, I do know that all four wheels got off the ground. And again, <laughs> Do not try this at home. This, this <laughs> that, should is, be, that should be the disclaimer at the top of the episode. Don't, home, don't right. do it. Just don't do it. Because it's funny now. It could have It was had, funny then. <clears throat> it's the in-between time between then and telling it now. Yeah. Where it's probably not so funny. It wouldn't have been funny if it had a normal result. Dif- or as a different ending. A different sure. ending. Yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah. I have a ton of those stories. I can remember I, I was probably 16, 17, and we were out in Colorado visiting my cousin. I'd never driven on a mountain road before, right? Yeah. And so it was him and I and, like, two of his friends in the in the car, and we were in my mom's Corsica or some, like, four-door sedan, you know. We were going down in the switchbacks, and it's all paved, and you can kind of get the wheels to squeal a little bit. Yep. And then it's a straightaway, and so you just floor it as fast as you can. And then all of a sudden the road turns gravel, does a switchback everybody's screaming and and i just cranked the wheel and somehow did the most perfect epic like slide, epic slide the around the whole corner and we <clears throat> we stop the car and everybody gets out and cheers and everything and we go over and there's just a sheer cliff yeah and your tire tracks were about <laughs> right, three feet from right. the cliff and so, and yeah, another five miles an hour and you would have been right dead dead been yeah over a cliff it's just stuff like that where i think i just pray to god that emma isn't as stupid as I'm again right. it really <laughs> comes down to that the, the grace of god yeah. you know i would have been a bot on the <laughs> road yeah. with some of the stupid stuff that I'm, I'm really hoping that emma's not as dumb as i am so i guess time will tell this is less of a speed story and more of a stupid thing kids do in the vehicles all right uh, hey, is this going to become x-rated all of a sudden no no okay. no <laughs> i grew up in a real small town sure. where there was probably six bars four churches and three gas stations and that was pretty much <laughs> it there's nothing else we had to go to stevens point which was the nearest larger town yeah. we would drive to point you go to hardy's and do stuff up there and my one friend and i were in an honors band that met at the university of stevens point mm-hmm. It was a high school area honors band. So we'd go up every weekend for rehearsal. We'd stop either at Hardee's or Hot Now or sure. you know, one of those Again, fast food places. Again, that's not actually the story, right? Hot Now? No, that's not okay. part of the story. Okay. <laughs> we stopped at Hardee's. I remember this vividly one night. We stopped at Hardee's. <laughs> And we ate inside. This is, these are the days of you had the styrofoam yeah, containers yeah, yeah. for the burgers. Sure. What we did was we thought it'd be a great idea to take the little paper ketchup yep. containers yep. and fill those up and put a half dozen or so inside the to-go containers. So we each had probably six or eight of those okay. little ketchup packets. Yeah, ketchup Molotovs. right pretty much right yeah okay all right i'm following you we're driving we're in my piece of crab chevette and we're again real drive sports car yes real drive sports car so we're driving in the city of stevens point going to uh the university to where our band practice was we're taking turns lobbing ketchup molotovs right out of the window at oncoming cars oh yeah you are genius (laughs) (laughs) i think we only hit one sure because because it's not that easy right I mean, these are small, they're light, right. they're, they're not doing a whole lot. Yeah, a again, lot lift. not bright. No. If I would have gotten hit by a ketchup packet as an adult, man, I'd be 
pissed. Like it just happens to you tomorrow. Yeah, you're if it happens following to me tomorrow, that kid, <laughs> yeah. and you're gonna track him down no matter. So again, the same thing. Somebody's throwing ketchup packets at me. Yeah, it's over, buddy. Yep. I just have a lot of a lot of stupid driving stories. I was always the friend that drove everywhere. I mean, I had a car. Some of my friends didn't have cars. I always volunteer. I still volunteer to drive everywhere. Yep. Like as we discussed the last episode, now it's I volunteer to drive because it's more comfortable for me. But again, I just really love to drive, and I still like to drive. There's so many stories about stupid things. There was uh, in the park where I grew up. There was this one curvy road that went uphill that they closed in the winter, right? But then the first snowfall they hadn't closed it yet so you could go up there and you could get the car fishtailing and you know in your mom's car and you get to the top of the hill and instead of fishtailing a little bit you end up doing like five loops right and there's all kinds of people at the top of the hill and they're just cheering you and you think it's the greatest thing in the world and then i look back on it now and like hey emma's gonna get her license and i'm like please yeah. Please don't be as stupid as I was. We used to try to do the donuts in the school parking lot. Sure. So we'd, right. we'd go there after the snowfall. Yep. Again, with the rear-wheel drive Chevette, it was yeah. really easy to spin <laughs> that thing out. Right. Yeah. It took a little more a little more effort to spin out the Escort Luxury. I have a few, I'll call them legacy driving stories. There are a couple of stories about my parents who begged me not to tell stories about them. <laughs> what are they going to do? I'm an old man now. I, well, I, don't, I, don't remember. I met your mom, I think probably for the first time yeah. a couple weeks ago at a basketball yes. game. <laughs> and she mentioned that she didn't want you telling stories about her. Well, I must not have heard that. Go for it. My mom. She's not my mom. I don't right. Care. Yeah, right. What do you care? So neither of these stories I was around for. And one of them is a half-driving, half-couldn't-drive story. The first one is when I was a baby. I've heard these stories, right? And yep. I can imagine them happening. So when I was a baby, we lived in Janesville, right? And and it, living in Wisconsin, we deal with snow, right? Epic snowstorms and that kind of stuff. My mom tells a story that there's this huge snowstorm coming. They're telling everybody to go stock up on food because you'll probably be inside for a couple of days and whatever. And, of course, my dad and mom, or my dad, mostly is like whatever so then the snow starts and they realizes like holy crap we don't need food in the house we, we should, better go get we should maybe something. go get something to eat yeah we're gonna right? be living off of and yeah, <laughs> boiled water boiled water right fill the bathtub up that's all we got <laughs> for water my dad um had a big white cargo van when i was a kid nothing in the back he used to haul his race car around Oh, that's not where he kept the candy? No. (laughs) No, not that kind of cargo. Okay, got it. Um, And so the story goes, they got to the store, but by the time they started to come back, this cargo van with no weight in it, they couldn't get down their road because it was an epic blizzard. The van had no weight, and so they, they didn't plowed yet. The neighbors see my dad marching down the street with me and bags of groceries, and my mom following him, and he is kicking a head of lettuce down the street because it had fallen out of the bag and my dad I, you probably figure out where i get my temper so he's kicking this head of lettuce down the street and my mom is following behind picking up all the little pieces of the lettuce that are falling off because that's all the food they have for the oh next man days. Uh, so you can imagine all the neighbors standing at their windows watching course. my parents kick this head of lettuce down the street right? i'm sure stories are still told, still, still about, told that. about the lettuce yeah the lettuce story that was the not being able to drive story the other story is i'm sorry mom but this is the story has to be told the truth must be revealed go for it she's pregnant with me she has to go to work and my dad goes to work and they have two cars and at the end of our driveway when i was a kid in the middle of the street is a manhole cover you know like to access the sewer or whatever well they're replacing that so they got it all dug out and there's all these sawhorses blinking sawhorse and everything well my mom is late for work pregnant with me probably eight months pregnant backs out of the driveway 
runs over all the blinking sawhorse things and into the manhole. Oh, no. So it's such a huge hole that the entire car, like, is in the manhole with the top headlights shooting up into the sky. Oh, no. And so she gets out somehow and goes back in the house and tells my dad, and he's like, what the... You know, he's pissed. Yeah, f bombs, and (laughs) she's late for work. So she gets in his car and leaves. And and he's got to deal with the aftermath. But well, he has to stand out there with the car waiting for the tow truck. The best part is all the neighbors are leaving for work. And they think it was him. Yeah. So (laughs) he's standing out there, and they're all like, hey, Stan, great job. You know, good job. Back it up. And he's just like, if you know my dad, it was. But so those are my my epic family driving stories. There's lots of other stories about my dad driving that I won't be telling. Those are more road trip stories. So I've got a legacy story All as right. well All right. uh, that I just thought of as you're bringing that up. This is also another not driving story. Okay, good. Tied to a vehicle, though. As kids, we went to the lake a lot sure. on, on the weekends because it was cheap free yeah yeah and it was good entertainment entertainment. we got to swim and fish and whatnot we went to one of the local lakes near where i grew up it was my sister my stepbrother my mom and my stepdad and i we were at the lake and we'd spent the whole day there and my mom decided that the fish were biting so she wanted to stay later and do some night fishing and as kids this is the greatest thing ever. We didn't want to go home and go to <laughs> right, bed. This right, is stupid, right, you know. Right. We can stay at the lake. This is a no-brainer right, for right. us. So yeah, we're absolutely. out there. She decides that she wants my stepdad to drive the truck along the shore where she's fishing and shine the headlights out so she can see, see what she's doing. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. They're out there. And, of course, he's, my mom was a very, let's just call it her force of personality was, was there. She's very influential. Very influential. <laughs> Uh, he did it, had the headlights on, and of course, we go pack up, we get ready to leave. The truck doesn't start oh, because they killed the, the battery. Been on, yes. The headlight had been on too long, and there's nobody there at this <laughs> well, point. There's well, nobody there. This was before cell phones, so we couldn't sure, call anybody. Sure. We were probably 10 miles away from home or more. <laughs> so You're out at a lake. We're so out, 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 out at the lake. There was probably houses and cabins well, around. Sure. We didn't know anybody anybody, that lived on the lakes. So we're out there. We ended up spending the night at the lake (laughs) in the back of the truck. Waiting for someone to show up All five of us, yep. So the next day, somebody showed up that had jumper cables with a boat. I think this may have been a Saturday into a Sunday. So we got the jump and ended up going home. And you thought it was the greatest thing. Oh, absolutely. And it's a great story. I think we went so far as to ask if we could stay longer that Sunday. (laughs) We do this again next weekend? And they're like, no. (laughs) Oh, my stepdad was so pissed. He was so mad. I have so many stories about cars. My dad has been a car guy, right? And he sold his Mustang when he had had me for a pinto station wagon it's kind of the pattern yeah right yeah so it's so many epic car stories have you ever been hit by a car in a car hit by a car or like either yeah i have one really good car crash story okay when i went to grad school i lived in cincinnati and obviously my whole family's back here in wisconsin and so we would come home for christmas every year and just drive back and forth and i would drive back and forth a lot from cincinnati to wisconsin yep i remember that time for various things it just became 
I mean, I just knew the drive. Yeah, like, it's kind I'd of go, a no, no brainer. Yeah, I'd go south in Co- Indianapolis. I'd go right. You know, I'd go. You were in coast mode. Right. One Christmas, we came back for Christmas, and then her parents, Marsha's parents, were coming back to Cincinnati, and so they would bring Marsha back later. So I had to get back to work or something. So I went back on my own in, in a Cavalier, one of my million one of Cavaliers. Little, yep. Right. I'm just north of Indianapolis and just driving down the road at a fairly high rate of speed as I oft did and still do, passing cars. And, you know, not like I'm not aggressively driving. I'm just driving. You're just driving, trying to get there. Right. I go to pass a semi-truck. There's theories on what happened. (laughs) My dad is convinced I fell asleep. My mom is convinced I was just going too fast, which probably. Probably, yeah. I'm pretty sure a tire blew. So I pulled out left to pass the semi-truck, and I got probably too close to begin with. And then the car just went to the right. Like, as soon as I went out to pass him, it just pulled right into the... So I hit this truck. You hit the semi... I hit the the semi-truck. The back end The back end. I was going, let's just say, if it was the Escort, it would have been buried vertical, right? (laughs) Um, And the semi-truck's going 55 miles an hour. So you can imagine hitting a brick wall at, like, 40 miles an hour. Yeah. Because you don't... Like, the semi didn't give. Right. Unbeknownst to me is... When you hit the back of a semi-trailer, the guy that's way up in the cab, he doesn't kind of just doesn't really feel too much. He just right. so I hit the thing, the airbags go off, and you spun off. No, I got wedged underneath the back end of the truck. Oh. And then like the airbag goes off, the engine, you know, that's designed so the engine doesn't come into the cab, it just right. drops to the ground. So the engine drops to the ground and there's sparks everywhere. And then he proceeds to drag me for three miles. Oh no. Three how did, miles. How did he figure it out? People are pulling up to me and like freaking out <laughs> as I'm being dragged down the highway. I can't imagine so why they would I just be like look out. over and wave at him. Because I don't know what else to do, right? And so I think about three miles at 60 miles an hour. I mean, that's well, that's a, yeah. three minutes, yes. right? Three minutes is a long time. That's to, like half of a Jethro Tull song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before, it's even probably even before the epic flute solo. So when I figured out I was okay, like everything still worked. Well, then you were enjoying it. Then I was just, I mean, where am I going to end up? I'm going to end up in like florida i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen like when does this how does this come to a conclusion so i'm being dragged down the highway and people are pulling up and i'm waving at them and i was still smoking then so i just lit a cigarette because what else am i gonna do the radio was on i was listening to led zeppelin traveling down the highway at 60 miles an hour finally after three miles and i know it was three miles because we went back and you can see the fluid emptied out of the car at one point and then you can see it fold off to the side of the road at one point. I get out, and he comes running back, and he's like convinced Freaking there's out. a dead yeah. person stuck underneath his truck. Right. I just get out, and I'm like, hey. How's know, it going, buddy? How's it going? And he's like, oh, my God. You know, we're just standing on the side of the road, and people are stopping and running across the road, and this this epic Concern this chaos, that, yeah, right? And we're just like, both standing there like, oh, I don't know. I hit the truck, you know? <laughs> And then the, the fire truck shows up, and the ambulance shows up, and the cops show up. The firefighters all get out with the jaws of life, and they're all, you know, you yeah, know they're and, ready and to the, do their thing. They're like, yep. nobody's in the car. <laughs> they're very confused and asking, like, you're where's the driver? You're sitting back there going, I'm not dead yet. Yeah, right. I'm just standing on the side of the road, and they're like, where's the driver? And I'm like, uh-huh. it's me. And they're like, no, of the car. And I'm like, it's still me. You know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, the only injury I had, I was hard on the brake. So my knees jammed into the oh yeah underneath the dash. 
I had a piece of glass stuck in my forehead from the window because the front window cracked because I hit, I went underneath so far that the back of the semi cracked my front window. And I had an airbag, like a rug burn from the airbag. Yep. And so I'm in the ambulance and they're taking the piece, yeah, yep. take the piece of glass out of my head or whatever. And, and you know, I'm like, am I going to get a, I asked the police officer, am I going to get a ticket? You know, <laughs> he's like, well, what happened? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, you know, and he's like, you probably don't need a ticket. You're probably, yeah. you're probably had you're enough. Messed up car <laughs> right? and yeah. messed up faces right. enough. Yeah. You've had enough for one You've night. You've learned your lesson. And so, I mean, I'm in the. I don't know, half an hour north of Indianapolis in the middle of Indiana. I don't know anybody. I'm all by myself. Yep. We go back to the car, and the guy's like, well, I can give it. The cop is going to give me a ride to a, a hotel, right? And so I'm like, that'd be great. He said, do you need anything out of the car? I was like, well, I'll grab my bag. Of course, I locked my keys in the car. Because <laughs> what like, else do you do when you get dragged three miles? Well, you had a broken windshield. You probably The front windshield just... was cracked and shattered, but the side windows were good. I don't know, right? So I like, I'm sorry, I locked my keys in the car, and he's just like, really? You're so a like, moron. Yeah. <laughs> so the tow truck guy comes like, over. Now you're getting a ticket, yeah, right? fat guy. The tow truck guy comes over and shatters the window, and I pull my stuff out. Well, At I, that point, who cares, yeah, who cares right? right? The crazy thing is I had hit that truck so hard, the I-beam, metal I-beam bumpers, I had bent it 90 degrees to yep. get underneath so far. The tow truck hooks the winch up. It's a flatbed. And he starts the winch up, and it just pulls the tow pulls truck, the truck back. to my car. Oh, it pulled the tow the truck. The tow truck to my car. So then he loosens the winch and pulls the tow truck back out and puts blocks in and starts the winch up, and the tow truck hops over the blocks. And so what they ended up doing, this is how hard I hit this truck. What they end up doing is they chain my car to the tow truck, and the guy gets in the rig, the semi-truck, and drives one way, and they drive the tow truck the other way. So they're playing tug-of-war. Yeah, and then rip my car off from under this truck. <laughs> That's my most perilous crash story. I was actually hit by a car as a pedestrian. So that doesn't sound like any fun. No, it wasn't super fun. I, I didn't get seriously hurt. This yeah, is, but what did the car look like? Shots. Everybody <laughs> asked me that question. So... <laughs> So what what happened was, this was before wrestling meet, I was in eighth grade, and we were down at Fran's Coffee Cup. It was a local diner Mm -hmm. that uh, had a bunch of video games, so we were all kind of hanging out there. I needed to run across the street to get change for something. I don't know if I was going to a bank or, you know, somewhere I was running across the road for something. There was a Greyhound bus that parked at Fran's to load people up. It was a Greyhound bus stop. The bus was kind of parked up to the corner like an idiot, eighth grader. I just bolted out in front of the bus, and this car was coming in the lane that was right next to Mm -hmm. us, and my left shoulder, and again, as we were talking through these stories, I kind of had an aha moment, which is probably why I've got arthritis in my left shoulder now. I ended up hitting the windshield piece, so where the hood meets the windshield that would have been probably on the passenger side. It basically bounced off of that side of it. So I didn't get hit. It didn't take my legs out from under me. My left shoulder hit the windshield. My dad was actually riding as a passenger in the car right behind the car that hit me. So (laughs) I bounce off of this car. He stops and he's like, he sees this kid get hit. (laughs) He's like, that's my kid. (laughs) So he stops and both of us kind of pull a stupid move where I get up. I'm like freaking out. Right. Oh, the adrenaline's, adrenaline's running. Right. I'm like, just go to the driver. I'm waving to the driver. Just go. I'm fine. So the driver drives away, and my dad, riding with somebody in the car behind me, they pull over. They you know say, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. He doesn't take me home to, to my mom's house. He just makes sure I'm okay. And, and then, then he, he, he goes, uh, sure. I think he was There's going a different to, time. He was going to work yeah. or something. Yeah. So I didn't tell my mom about this. I went up to school. <laughs> 
<laughs> he assumed I was going to go home. Right. So I'm like, no, I got a wrestling meet tonight. So I went to the wrestling meet, and I'm like, I don't think I can wrestle because I'm I, I got You're hit by a car. Sh- I got a sore shoulder now. <laughs> yeah. A half hour later, my mom comes running into the school, crying and freaking out. And she your dad sees me because hey, well, he called her and said, "Hey, how's Nate doing?" She's like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, he got hit by a car. What?" <laughs> so she's flipping out. And yeah. So basically, I. Ended up with, I think, a separated shoulder. My shoulder hurt for a few weeks, yeah. and now I've got arthritis. So nothing. I don't think super... I've ever been hit by a car. I would recommend not. No, I would. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, I think I would remember if I had. Probably. Well, I think we're ready to wrap it up here yeah, for I'm this out of, episode. Yeah, I'm out of uh, legal stories anyway. And again, <laughs> stay tuned. At some point, we're going to be doing a special on road trips. Yep, road trip special. If you liked the podcast or the YouTube video, please click the button to subscribe and yep. click the little bell. Cling, ding the bell, <laughs> ding yeah, the bell for the YouTube. alarms. And when yep. we post stuff on YouTube, we will be posting more things on YouTube this time. I ended up doing something <laughs> stupid last time and lost all of our videos. Yeah. So no, I'm we're not going to yeah. do that this time. <laughs> we're old. Um, yeah, trying to edit video on an uh, iPhone. So we're going to do it a little differently this time around. Like us on Facebook. We are on Facebook, Two Beards Please. Instagram. Instagram, at Two Beards Please. Twitter, follow us. That's where we're putting all of our communications out through those three main sources. So follow us on social media. Again, our YouTube channel, Two Beards Please. We made you laugh. Share it with your friends. Yeah, please share it. Again, our our goal, our whole goal with this was to bring a smile to somebody's face and have a little fun fun doing it. Hopefully we did that. And uh, if you got any connections at Krispy Kreme, hook us up. uh, Love to eat a dozen donuts. Put us in touch with their marketing department. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Yep. Take it easy. Take care.